I think the success of a company is not about the product you're building or uh, if you have the best idea in the world. It's about collecting the best possible people around you to work on a dream together. That's Charlotte Melkert, co-founder and CEO of Equalture. Equalture helps companies remove their bias and hire the right people by using a neuroscience-backed gamified assessment to measure skills and behaviors. In this episode, we talk about Gen Z's proclivity for social impact, being motivated by naysayers, and how failure can bring your company to the next level. I'm Maureen Taylor, and this is Think Like a Founder. So from a young age, you knew that you wanted to found a company, even though you didn't really know exactly what it would be or why. Tell us about that experience as a kid and how you became a founder. According to my parents, I was 10 years old when I said for the first time, like one day I want to become an entrepreneur. I still have no clue where the inspiration came from because my parents are an entrepreneur. Then I started studying business administration and I had a course entrepreneurship. And that was some sort of trigger like, hey, I once said that I want to become an entrepreneur. I now have this course. Maybe this is actually a good time for me to try it out. I'm still studying. The risks are super low. I can just give it a try. And if it turns out that maybe I'm not the typical entrepreneur, then I can always just continue with my bachelor, doing a master and go work for a big corporate because I think that's still the the assumption that most people are having that go to university. Like one day I should work for a very big, impressive corporate. So I just started doing it. I just gave it a try and it turned out from day one that I absolutely loved it. I think you got completely screwed if you start your own business at a young age because I think I wouldn't be able now to work for a bus anymore I think so I got drawn in it I love it and I never stop doing it anymore okay so your co-founder is actually your twin sister how'd that happen but I also knew from the first moment this is not something that I want to do on my own because being an entrepreneur is super cool and you get to do new stuff every day and learn from every mistake you're making but it's also a tough journey I always say to people never start your own business if you think it's just going to give you a lot of freedom and a lot of money because that's not how it's going to be. I really wanted to do it together with someone to not only celebrate the milestones together, but also learn from failures together and make sure that you can motivate each other. And that's when I um, basically forced my twin sister, like, you should join me in what I'm going to do. And I will make sure that you actually love it. After a couple of tries, she actually said, yes, okay, let's do it. And we started our first company together. We now have our second one together. And I think I wouldn't be able to work without my twin sister Fleur for the rest of my life. So we are stuck together now after <laughs> after these years. As I understand it, your mission is to remove bias from the hiring process. And this mission kind of evolved out of frustration. Tell us about that. My first company was a recruitment agency. And to be fair, not because I wanted to end up in a recruitment for the rest of my life. And my twin sister was a part-time recruiter back then. So it seemed like a logical step to start a recruitment agency. And we got the opportunity to work for a lot of really cool companies. So big corporates, but also small startups and everything in between. So we had the opportunity to see recruitment in a lot of different settings. And something that really surprised me, I think we are talking about 2016, 2017 then is that the world was innovating so fast, like we have robots that can do everything, we can almost travel to Mars. But when it comes to recruitment, 
we are still basing our entire impression on one piece of paper describing what someone did in the past. That is absolutely not looking at who you are as a person, what your capabilities are, what your growth potential are, and so on. And as a result of that, we have a lot of biases in the way we look at that one piece of paper. It happens so often that we found people got rejected on the most bizarre reasons, like the not the most prestigious universities. You have a difficult name in the management team is not going to accept that. All these kinds of bullshit arguments that have nothing to do with you being good at a job, yes or no. It's got me frustrated. Like, why isn't it the case that everyone gets an equal opportunity to showcase who they are? And why don't we bring in technology in the equation here? Like, we have so much technology out there and we are just not using it. So that's where my frustration came from. We've talked to a number of Gen Z founders and having societal impact and making the world a better place is a huge part of their identity. They want to solve these problems they think that should have been solved a long time ago. I mean, is this generation different and why do you think it is? This year again is a huge wake-up call for, for all of us, or at least I hope it's a wake-up call for most people. Like what happens to the environment, what happens in terms of societal problems. This is really the time to bring some action in. It also makes sense. Like we are the generation responsible for flipping things around. So I think it only makes sense that we are forced to think about these kinds of things more often. I would definitely say that we are the generation where money is definitely not a big driver anymore. Of course, you need to earn enough to make a living for yourself, but it's definitely not the main driver. We care a lot about impact on society. You should be able to close your laptop at the end of the day and feel like you've contributed to something bigger than just working every day. Now, you know as well as I do that a founder needs always to be a student. They need to keep learning. As a young founder, though, it can be difficult to balance experience with inexperience, strengths with weaknesses. How do you strike that balance? Being aware of the fact that you are often not self-aware is the most important skill for you as a founder. Because I know that when I would never say to a starting founder, be self-aware because you won't be self-aware. You need to first learn, fail and do it better. When I started my second company, we got a a third co-founder in. So again, with my twin sister, but also with their CTO and I was like 21 years old. I, I had zero experience with working together with people. Yeah, only with my twin sister, but that's of course different. And now looking back at it, I'm like, what did you do at that age? Like, I thought that I was capable of doing everything on my own. I didn't need advice from everyone. I was always the one who wanted to make some sort of final decision of what we were doing in the company and why. And I completely lacked every form of self-awareness around, hey, what is it that I'm actually very good at? And what are my weaknesses and how can I actually leverage the people around me to compensate for the weaknesses that I have? And I learned that the hard way, I think, made a lot of mistakes along the way. And then after a couple of years, finally realized maybe I should look for an advisory board or maybe I should listen to people every now and then when they are trying to give me some advice. But it would have saved me uh, a lot of failures, time and money if I would have been a bit more aware of myself a bit earlier. So, okay, so here's a person out there, they're listening to this, they have some sort of idea and they're kind of frustrated. What advice would you give them? Most easy one, just go do it and see what happens. I think it's always so fascinating that 
I'm being interviewed quite often about starting as an entrepreneur and the fears that you have and, and, and the milestone failures, all those kinds of things. And people always ask this question to me as if it's as if it's such a hard thing to start a business, but it's actually quite easy. If you have an idea or if you have a frustration, just write down what you want to do. See if you can find one or two people who like your idea. Do the maths for how many people there live on planet Earth. If you can find two people who like your idea, then there will be probably millions out there who actually love your idea. So don't be afraid of failure. Like there are also the most successful entrepreneurs out there are the ones who maybe had already three, four, five companies and one out of those five became very successful. And we tend to forget all the failures around this person. I always say to my co-founders like, milestones is something that we celebrate on Friday with a bottle of champagne and failure is the thing that brings our company to the next level. That's what you learn from. So don't be so afraid to start a business. It's really not that scary. The worst thing that can happen to you is that it doesn't work out and then you go back to your normal job or you try it again. It's not that your life is over then. So just do it. That was Charlotte Melkert, co-founder and CEO of Equalture. Equalture uses AI to help companies remove their inherent biases and hire the right people. You can learn more by going to equalture.com. I'm Maureen Taylor. Thanks for listening.